great to be in the house of the Lord, and this morning we've come to celebrate. We've come to celebrate what God is doing in lives, and not just to report on a ministry, but to hear what God is doing. And it's so good to celebrate together. We've been almost a year now, getting close to a year since we started Celebrate Recovery, another month or so. And we are excited about uh, the, the changed lives that we see happening every day. And we wanted to share some of that. But before we do, just, just real quickly, if you've been here the last few weeks, we've kind of been leading up or building up to this week with this thought of uh, the temptation of Christ and how Satan doesn't give up. In fact, as um, Pastor Eric was finishing up temptation number three last week, um, before, in the passage there, before Jesus says you should only worship the Lord your God, when we know that, he said another couple words that were very significant. He said, be gone, Satan. Be gone. And that be gone is literally scram. Get out of here. You're not welcome here. And that's the way, you know, when, when Satan, in fact, the scripture tells us in James that when we resist the devil, he flees from us. And, and we love that. We love to see Satan hightailing it out of here and be claiming victory. But there in the Luke passage of, of this temptation, Luke chapter 4, Luke adds one phrase at the very end. And he says this, Satan left until an opportune time. Until an opportune time. Satan is not one to give up. Satan is not one to relax and say, well, or, or be defeated and say, that's, I, you know, that person, that man, that woman, they, they won that one. But Satan will come back. And we know in Christ's life, he came back again. In fact, one time he was with Peter. And Peter had just made this great testimony about who Jesus was. And Jesus says, well, you know what? I'm going to have to sack. I'm going to I'm gonna have to suffer. I'm going to have to die. And and, say, and Peter says, no, 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 Lord, that can't be. And what did Jesus say? He said, get thee behind me, Satan. Satan comes and he comes again and again. And we know he comes in our lives. He doesn't give up. But the Bible does tell us there in Luke that, that when Satan left, Jesus left that, that desert filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And it says he went out into the Galilee, and he preached with that power. He amazed people. He healed people. He healed the paralyzed. He healed the leopard. He cast out demons. It says everyone who was sick came to him, and he would lay hands on them, and they'd be healed. And Jesus was doing miracles. And then he started calling his disciples, and he, he saw a man named Levi, a tax collector. And he says, come follow me. And Levi picked up, and he followed Christ. And the first thing he did was went and got his friends. And he says, okay, come and let's all get together. Let's, let's, let's celebrate this, this new life that I found. Let's celebrate. I, I found this one who tells everything about me. Oh, let's celebrate this one who has loved me and cared for me. And so he starts bringing in all his tax collecting friends. And he has a party of IRS tax collectors. And of course, this didn't make people happy. In fact, in Luke chapter 5, Scripture says that the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to his disciples, says, why do you eat and drink with the tax collectors and sinners? Why aren't you here for us? Why aren't you here for us? To which he answered, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. You see, Jesus came for those who were hurting, for those who are lowly, for those who are humble, for those who are struggling. He adds to that in the next verse, I have come not to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. And what we find out is, what is a church? A church is a group of sinners who, yes, have been saved by grace, who have called on Christ, who have called on his name, but continue to struggle, continue to live with the attacks of Satan. Each and every day can be difficult. That's why we started Celebrate Recovery. We started Celebrate Recovery because we know that each one of us struggles with a hurt, a habit, a hang-up, a difficulty. 
And today we want to celebrate that. It was an interesting passage. It's in Revelation chapter 12. There's this battle going on. It's a battle between Satan and those who are trying to defeat him. And in chapter 12, verse 11, it says this, they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So this morning, we want to hear some testimonies. We want to defeat Satan, right? Amen. We want to defeat Satan. And we do that by hearing and by experiencing what God is doing day by day, moment by moment. And what better way to do it than to let some folks who have been changed, who have been transformed, who God is working in their lives to share with you what God's doing. And so today, we're going to do that. We're going to do it in two pieces. The first piece will be shorter. It's going to be what we do and celebrate recovery. We just want you to know what we do. And so we're going to start off with this. And I'm going to invite, uh, well, first of all, before I do that, there's a way we introduce ourselves and celebrate recovery. You got this? These people will come up and they'll say something like this. Hi, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ who has helped me overcome a struggle with, and it might be whatever their struggle might be, or it just might be with my hurts, habits, hang-ups. And they'll say, my name is Steve. And you will respond by saying, Thank you. Now, if they say my name is Bob, you don't say, hi, Steve. <laughs> Do you got that? Okay, okay. So first of all, just to let us a little bit into what goes on on Celebrate Recovery. I've asked a very special, we use first names, but you're going to know this person because I'm going to tell you she's my wife. And she's going to come up, Sheila, and she's going to share with us. Good morning. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and he is helping me overcome my hurts, habits, and hang-ups, especially unhealthy eating habits. My name is Sheila. I love the ministry of Celebrate Recovery, which we call CR for short. And the reason I love it is because I have seen this ministry greatly help some very close friends of mine, some family members, and many, many other people that I know, mostly from other churches because our Celebrate Recovery is so new. I started attending Celebrate Recovery because I love the ministry so much, and I wanted to show my support and show my love and my encouragement and be a cheerleader for CR. And so I've been attending ever since it started. Let me tell you a little bit about what it looks like to come to CR. We meet every single Monday night right here in this room at 6.30. I do mean every Monday. Holidays will be here. Rain, snow, ice, weather related will be here. Celebrate recovery every Monday night at 6.30. Celebrate recovery is a Christian-based 12-step program focusing on Jesus Christ as our higher power. So everything we do, say, talk about has Christ as our central focus. So for that first hour from 6.30 to 7.30, we're here in this large room all together. And when it's kind of like a worship service, we have some readings, we hear scripture, we have some prayer, we have worship and praise songs that we do together. And we also have either a teaching lesson about one of the 12 steps or a testimony about someone's recovery. And then we also have a really great time where we celebrate and acknowledge people's milestones in their recovery process. After that first hour, we break out into open small uh, share groups that are designated for various issues in our lives. We have separate men's groups and separate women's groups. They're always kept separate. This might last around 45 minutes or so, and these groups are designed to be a, a very simple opportunity for you to share what's on your heart, what's on your mind, what you're dealing with, with your issue. And what's really great about this time is that you can't be interrupted. It lasts just a few minutes. Each person gets just a few minutes to be able to tell a little bit about their week or what the testimony or lesson meant to them, what's going on in their lives. But no one can dominate the time. It's not a discussion. We don't try to fix each other or tell each other what to do. We can only share from our own personal experiences. Things at CR are always confidential. We don't share who we see, what we see, or what we hear when we are here. 
So then around 8.15 or so, there's a social time that everyone can come to just for some fellowship and refreshments in room 127 if you choose to do that. Telling you what we do here at CR, we're hoping we'll just kind of take off some of the wondering. And we want you to know that everyone and anyone is welcome to come anytime, any Monday at 6.30. There's no beginning or ending date to CR. It's an ongoing ministry, and you can come anytime and get started anytime. So we welcome you and hope that you'll come sometime and worship with us. I'm going to ask a couple ladies to come up now, uh, and we are going to talk about what they do in some auxiliary programs of CR. Uh, First of all, uh, Cheryl, would you introduce yourself to us? Hi, I'm Cheryl. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I struggle with codependency. My name is Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. I do want to say one thing, too. One thing you'll notice is that as the people come today, many of them are reading. Uh, that's by design. Uh, they're not professional speakers. And they uh, are part of CR. CR encourages our testimonies and what we share to be written. It keeps us on time. It keeps us to the point. But it also just helps relax a little bit. So that's why they'll be reading. And uh, Cheryl is actually involved in our ministry to our children on Monday nights. Uh, Cheryl, you've been working in the Children's CR Program Celebration Place. That's for children, kindergarten through fifth grade. Can you tell us just a little bit about this ministry? Yes, God has definitely placed me in this position. In Celebration Place, it's a pre-recovery program that helps kids deal with their hurts, habits, and hang-ups that they're living with or that they will endure during growing up. We go upstairs to the upstairs gym, and of course, I'm dealing with children, so we have to have playtime. We worship, we do three songs, and then we teach a lesson, and that lesson goes along with the adults. We use the same verses and the same languages as they do. We have a children's Bible, and they're really getting into uh, reading that and enjoying to read the verses themselves. Then we have a craft and a snack, which is probably their favorite time. Um, And then again, we end with play. The goal to this is to break their cycle by not repeating these actions and by making a healthier generation. And Cheryl, I am right. Uh, We need leaders to help you, right? Yes. So that's one of our big needs is for leaders that can come on Monday night and help in Celebration Place. So I encourage you to do that. Next I have Beth. Would you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Beth Brettrigger, and I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I struggle with pride. Hi, Beth. Uh, Beth is one of our leaders in our group, uh, the teens, which is the landing. And Beth actually came to be a worker and to help, and she does. But I understand, Beth, that through this process, the Lord has done something to you or through you or with you. So if you could just share with us a little bit there. Um, When I first came to help out in CR, uh, the very first day I had to fill in the blank of I struggle with what? Uh, Pride it was, but, um, or it still is. Um, It it was just hard for me to even come up with that. Uh, uh, So I had to go home and I had to uh, do some uh, self-reflection. I had to look at my sin, see where it came from, and then put a name on it. And this, of course, was all in one week. Um, So I came to volunteer with the teen group called The Landing, um, but found out through this program that I am growing spiritually through great lessons, gaining a community of believers with a wide age range, and working on my sin through self-reflection. The teens that attend CR constantly surprise me uh, with their wisdom. Uh, The other adults in the program are the most open and honest Christians that I have ever had the honor of volunteering with. Teens out here, you need to attend the landing. It will get your self-centered brains to open up in areas you may want to ignore or areas you don't even know exist. CR has become more than a place for me to volunteer. 
It is a place I can celebrate what Jesus Christ has done for me, a place I can continually work on my sin, and a place I can work on restoring my relationship with my Savior. This is what Celebrate Recovery has done for me. Thank you, Beth, and yes. My understanding in the landing is we have plenty of leaders, but we could use more teens, right? More teens, so you need to come. So thank you very much, ladies. We appreciate it. And our last part of what we do, we have a guy here that we call the Chipmeister. And uh, would you come introduce yourself to us? I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. And uh, as I say in the, uh, the CHIP program, I came to him kicking and scratching. My name is Scott. Hi, Scott. Scott, uh, part of what we do every week in Celebrate Recovery is to, it looks like we're playing poker, but we're not. We have, we have these chips, so if you have gambling addiction, you can feel free to come. Uh, we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not doing anything with these other than a rewarding. And, and we start off with a blue chip. Can you, blue chip, can you explain yeah. what the blue chip's about? Well, the blue chip is to oh, remind here. I'm sorry. Oh, don't come over. The blue chip is to remind you of your uh, first commitment and your surrender to Jesus Christ and your recovery process. Um, it can't begin until you've accepted Jesus into, into your heart. So that's what we use the blue chip for, and a lot of these go every, every uh, Monday night. And, and so every Monday night, when they come up and, and they want to give something over the Lord, they come up, and does everybody just sit nice and quiet? No, uh, actually, actually, they come up from all the different aisles right here. We have a woman over here. Oh. <laughs> I like to wander around while I'm up here, by the way, so, so, bear, so bear with me. Uh, uh, we, have a, uh, we have a woman right here on this side and a gentleman on this side, or either vice versa, and uh, if a woman is receiving her uh, first recovery chip right here, then she'll accept her chip from a female in her peer group, and uh, the males will do the same thing. So. While everybody is standing up and... Yes, I encourage everyone to be up for that. For that, uh, It's an exciting time, actually. It's a celebration. We're clapping, mm -hmm. and it's a great time. Now, we have all these other chips. We have the white chip, a red chip, a black chip, a yellow chip, and then the solid gold... Ah, yeah. No, solid gold chip. Tell us just real quickly what these chips mean. Well, the first... Over here. Actually, just, pull, just pull me over, Steve. <laughs> All right, I'll try and stay right here. Uh, after you get into <laughs> after you get into uh, uh, 30 days of recovery, then then we uh, we'll present you. Uh, if you come up to the altar here, we'll present you with the with the red chip. That red chip uh, depicts the, actually depicts the the blood of Jesus as he as he suffered on the cross and. Uh, uh, the thought process there is, is he's forgiving you of, of all of your sins at that point. That's the 30 day at 30 days. Yeah. And then we just go on from there. So 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, and, and finally the gold chip represents what? That's one year, and actually there's, in, in my chip box, there's all the way up to 20 years right there. So anybody at any, any stage of, uh, of the full recovery process can come up and receive a one, two, three, and, and so on. So, so every week. So we have time for receiving blue chips, and you can come up and commit whatever or submit or surrender uh, your, your hurt habit hang up. And then also people come and say celebrate 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, uh, and all that going by. And then after you hand them the chips and they're walking back, you yell out something. What do you yell out? That's why we say keep coming back. Did you get that? Keep coming back. Because if you've, if, 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 if you've been... You took a blue chip and you failed and you said, I, I blew it. You can come back and get a blue chip again to start over, right? As many times. As many times. Or you can go 30 days and 60 days and 90 days. And so every time we always, oh, go ahead, do it again. That's why we say, keep coming back. Thank you, Scott. All right. Thank you. So that's exciting. And what we do is exciting. You know, what we do here at church is exciting. We do a lot of cool things and neat things, a lot of programs. But it really doesn't make any difference what we do if God's not working, right? It's what God does. And so we want to spend the rest of the time this morning just sharing you some things of what God is doing. And I'm going to ask my wife, Sheila, to come back up again and share with us to start.
So as I said, I began attending CR to be a supporter and encourager and to be a cheerleader for the ministry. But wouldn't you know, God would start to work on my heart about some of my hurts and habits and hang-ups, and specifically related to food issues that I knew were bad habits and unhealthy for me. And through CR, I needed to acknowledge that I couldn't overcome these things on my own. I really did need God's help. And so I took that very brave walk up the aisle and came to the front and got my blue chip. And that was a starting point for me to depend on God about all of this and make some real and lasting changes with his help. I also bought a CR study Bible, which is just a regular NIV Bible, but it includes all the CR 12 steps and eight principles. It's a great study Bible, has devotions in it, um, a lot of character studies and topical index, and many, many testimony studies. So I started to use that, and I also began to attend CR for myself instead of just an an encourager. And so I really listened to those lessons and those testimonies, and I started to apply those truths to my situation and my issues. I began to read and study and journal and work the steps of CR. And I even started to stay for the second hour with the open share group. You know, I kind of really wondered what good it would do to sit around a room and have each person share a little bit about their problem or issue or whatever was going on. But what I found that is because we are centered on Jesus Christ as our focus, it somehow allows the Holy Spirit to use us to help encourage and support each other in the room. It's been quite amazing to hear someone in the room say something that's just what I needed to hear to help me through the next week or to uh, keep going with the program. And so that's God at work in these kinds of small group situations. You might wonder, well, who needs recovery? Who needs a 12-step program anyway? Well, almost every one of us has some kind of need to overcome some kind of hurt, habit, or hang-up. Some people come to CR because they have a loved one who has an addiction or some kind of hurt or habit, and they just need that kind of support and love and care, and they come for that reason. But I'd like to read a partial list for you that we sometimes read at CR, and this is, you know, where it started to get kind of convicting to me when they would pull this list out. And this, again, is just such a partial list. It's just a some of the things that can overwhelm us over um, things that we can't quite overcome. So listen to this list. Caffeine, cell phone, compulsive lying, credit cards, emotional abuse, codependence, gossip, gambling, love, money, nicotine, overeating, physical abuse, sex, sexual abuse, shopping, pornography, smoking, social media, sugar, television, video games, work, drugs, alcohol, prescription drugs. These are just some of the kinds of addictions and things and habits that so many of us would like to overcome. We also discuss character issues such as pride, selfishness, anger, envy, being controlling, resentful, unforgiving, short-tempered, lazy. There's a saying that if God is not working on you, you're either perfect or you're not letting him. And when you come to CR, it just feels like you want to start letting him work on you and your issues. So... I got my first blue chip, and I was working on on what I wanted to do with the Lord's help. And about after, I don't know, maybe three or four months or so around there, I started thinking that maybe I didn't need to come every single week to CR. Probably every other week would be okay, and oh, maybe even just once a month would probably be fine. 
Um, but you know, really, I think in the back of my head, I was thinking about a way out and thinking that I'm just kind of tired of it all and maybe I'd like to quit altogether. But I went that night to CR, and that particular night, two women from my small group received their six-month chip. And just seeing their success made me so proud of them and truly happy for their achievement. And this is why. Because I knew that from their sharing in the group that they had struggled too, that it had been hard for them too, that there had been times they thought about quitting as well. But I also knew, because of what they shared in group, that they were relying on Jesus for every single day, and they would give God all the glory for their success. I knew they were working the steps, they were praying about this, they were trusting God for his help, and God was at work in their lives. I knew that's what I needed too, and I needed to bump up my spiritual practices each day. And so because of their example and seeing their achievement week by week, it, it was just what I needed to kind of get revived again and to keep on going and to keep coming back. And that's why we say... That's right. And because of that, those connections mostly that I've made in the small group, I just keep wanting to come back. And I uh, really wanted to keep coming back because I wanted to have my very own six-month yellow piece of plastic. <laughs> Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, sweetheart. Don't always get to say that after a speaker. <laughs> I'm going to ask Lori to come up at this time. And Lori, would you introduce yourself? I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. And he's helping me celebrate recovery from an addiction to sugar and codependency. And my name is Lori. Lori, you've been... Uh, able to attend CR, and you also attend Monday night, or Monday nights, but you also attend a step study, a CR step study. Uh, what has God done in your life through CR, and, then, and specifically, too, through the step study that you participate in? Well, I came to celebrate recovery last year, the first Monday in May. The next day, I began a new prayer. God, I'm powerless over my addiction to sugar, and I cannot do this without your help. And I believed that I mattered to God, and only he had the power to help me recover. I have had no refined sugar since that day. No cake, candy, ice cream, dessert, Danish. I have survived all the parties of Memorial Day, 4th of July, Halloween. I'm sure my first Halloween in 61 years without any candy. Thanksgiving, my birthday, and Christmas. To God be the glory. I could not have done this without him. I could not done it, have done it without Jesus. Sugar was pretty much my total diet. I used to say I'd rather have cake than steak. <laughs> Did you know that studies show that sugar is eight times more addictive than cocaine? Crazy, isn't it? God has definitely helped me. On February 11th, just a few weeks ago, I received my black chip for being sober from refined sugar for nine months. <laughs> I can hardly even believe it. I came to CR to ask God to help me overcome this addiction, and it is working. My first step was realizing and admitting that I am powerless to do this myself. I was out of control. I struggled with this addiction all of my life, and even though I'm diabetic, I still ate tons of sugar, and I would go to East Coast frozen yogurt four to five times a week and sometimes twice on the same day. Although I asked God to help me in many other areas of my life, I was not consistent in allowing him to help me with this habit. I learned a lot at CR on Monday nights and decided to join a weekly step study, which is on Thursday nights, to learn more about allowing God to help me become stronger and to learn more about myself. The step study was a way to go deeper into God's word, dig deeper into the steps, and be honest with God, myself, and others. Step studies are a great place of support, a place to share with a more intense group, and there's just more intimacy in that small group. Through the step study, I realized my sugar consumption helped me stuff down the hurts of my past and helped me numb the pain. 
The thing that I appreciate the most about the step study and CR is that it is a safe place where there is no judgment. We cannot fix or control one another. Only God has the power to do that. If you are struggling with a hurt, a habit, or a hang-up, there's no shame at CR. It was a good decision, and I'm glad I made it. I will end with the seventh step. We humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. In the corresponding verse, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, he is faithful to forgive us and purify us from all unrighteousness. He is faithful and continues to help me every day. We are... CR! Did you hear that? We are... CR! Amen. Thank you, Lori. Before I introduce Mike, I will just say one thing. Uh, if you notice lights flickering and stuff, there is high, are high winds today. So that's probably what that is about. But we're going to power through no matter what, okay? Mike, would you introduce yourself? <laughs> I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ who has helped me overcome an addiction to alcohol and uh, anything that alters my mood. And I'm Mike. Hi, Mike. Uh, Mike, I know you've been involved in CR here, but even before that, you were involved in CR at another church and our step study here. Can, can you just tell us what God is doing in your life? Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> I've spent my entire adult life drinking and feeling guilty about it. Being raised in a Christian home, I knew right from wrong. I was what you would call a functioning alcoholic, never missed work or lost a job because of it. <clears throat> I knew I should stop drinking, but I couldn't stop. Romans, Romans 7.18 says, For I know that good itself does not dwell in me that is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. The legal and other consequences I dealt with because of my drinking was just bad luck or everyone else's fault but my own. Whenever it was, whenever it was brought up that I might have a drinking problem, I had a million excuses to justify my drinking. I was, <clears throat> I was big on comparing myself to the kind of company that I kept. I'm not as bad as so-and-so, or I don't go to the bar at lunch or after work. I believed it was normal. Uh, I believed it was normal or better than the other guy. But normal doesn't hide whiskey bottles all over the place. As, this, as things progressively got worse with my health and at home, I became a husband and a father who couldn't be trusted. I tried to quit drinking and made promise after promise until finally I was given an ultimatum. Quit drinking or continue drinking alone. I began attending Stepping Out, a recovery program here at church. It was very helpful and God had amazing amount of grace and mercy on me and it was totally undeserved. Through Stepping Out, I was introduced to Celebrate Recovery. Before I knew it, I was immersed in love and acceptance and I had the longest stretch of sobriety I'd ever had in my adult life, 30 days. I, <clears throat> I was surrounded by people just like me, and I'm not talking about people that are addicted to drugs and alcohol, but broken people in a broken world. CR is a safe place for men and women to be real with no masks or fronts. The most important and crucial part of CR is anonymity and confidentiality. Without this, CR would not work. There's something amazing about a group of men or women able to pray together and share their hurts, habits, and hangups with one another to become better husbands, wives, parents, or Christ followers. I've never felt so free and in God's will right now. I have accountability partners and a sponsor that I can call anytime, day or night through CR. Thank you, Jesus, for 19 months of sobriety through CR. Thank you, Mike. And now, Marla, would you introduce yourself? Good morning. Uh, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. He's my Lord and Savior, my higher power. And he has helped me overcome an addiction to pornography. And he's working on other issues with me, such as selfishness, resentment, anger, and manipulation. But I'm getting better a day at a time, and I'm Marlo. Hi, Marlo. Marlo, you've been CR here at Friends. Uh, you also were in a step study before that, or, or, or uh, stepping out before that. You're in a step study. You help lead. Uh, what has God done in your life? And specifically, you know, what, how are you growing closer to Jesus? 
Well, three and a half years ago, Wayne Phelps heard a testimony I gave, and he asked me if I would like to come to celebrate recovery, uh, which at that time was stepping out. It's a 12-step recovery study at Willoughby Hills. The 12 steps changed my life radically. I needed to change everything about me. I couldn't change on my own. I failed time after time. I needed to work through the 12 steps with others to understand my shortcomings and to become, a better, and to become better each day. I needed a safe place to talk honestly with other men. I needed to share my guilt and shame with others. I needed to bring my darkness into the light. I had to bring it out. Pornography denied true intimacy with my wife. Working the 12 steps in CR has renewed true union with Jesus and my wife. Jesus gives me daily encouragement to live a pure life and to get better a day at a time. Uh, what I have found out is I'm not unique and you are not unique. We all have issues and I just needed to, and by hearing, when I hear from other men, I feel God is speaking through them because uh, they're pouring their hearts out. Uh, uh, what they're dealing with, uh, uh, total brokenness. And I need to hear that. I need to hear what they're going through, but I also need to hear what their successes are. And when I hear that, I get better, and, and part of our, the 12th step is to give to others. When I give to others and they give to me, I get better. I always want to come back. Uh, another thing I learned is I have to give up my right to be right. Uh, I really do have to do that because through uh, uh, selfishness and resentments, I always thought I was right. I deserved it, but that's not the case. I was wrong. I had to acknowledge that. And by doing that, I could get better. Uh, the big thing in the 12-step recovery is about surrender. I had to learn to give surrender completely. That's the only way I could do it. I could not do it on my own. It's, uh, I had to understand that, that Jesus wants that. He wants to talk to me and help me. Uh, and the thing is, I feel Jesus is a spiritual GPS. And when I get off track where I'm going, he will put me back on tra track if I ask him, if I ask for help. And he will get me back on the right path, and that final destination is going to be a relationship with Jesus. Um, so Jesus gives me serenity, joy, and happiness. I really have that now. It's such a good feeling. So please try and see how Jesus can heal you and your relationship with Jesus, family, and others. This is one thing I, uh, I've learned over and over again. Don't give up before the miracle happens because I'm a miracle and so can you be too. I needed to take action and I pray that uh, you do the same for yourself. I've been sober for uh, now for four years and three months. Amen. Thank you, Mary. And we have one. We have one more testimony for you. And uh, Chuck, would you introduce yourself? I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and He's helping me recover from a habit. I'm going to take a couple minutes to share with you. Yes. Hi, Chuck. Hi, Chuck. Yeah, um, yeah and, and, you know, I, Chuck, uh, you're a former elder here at French Church. Uh, you're a church administrator, so some people might be asking, why would a former elder or a church administrator be involved in CR? And so I just wondered if you could tell us what the Lord's doing uh, for you. I was here on Monday nights. Chuck is also part of our worship team that leads the music. Well, I hope I can do this. Well, when I, came, when I came last year to help in CR, I had never been involved in recovery ministry. 
After the first few weeks, the Lord made it clear where he wanted to change me. I complain too much. I've always complained. Uh, I realized it wasn't good for the people closest to me. And complaining is no different than our other struggles in this way. We don't do it around other Christians. No, I saved it all to inflict on my family. Not complaining about them, but everything else. It might be driving in the car, giving evaluations of other driver's skills. I would unleash my opinions of the news and of politics, ready to solve the world's problems. After all, home is a safe place. No matter how astute my opinions and observations were, no one appreciated it. <laughs> Yelling at the TV really is futile. <laughs> Objectively, I can say watching a sports event with me was not pleasant. In my house, I could clear the room. <laughs> It could be something that went wrong with the Indians or the Browns where nothing went right until recently. Yeah, the Browns, talk about futility. If we had started CR 10 or 15 years ago, we could have had a wing on this building called Browns Recovery. <laughs> we would have had six groups or more recovering from the Browns. But seriously, complaining is a sin. When I, when we complain, we overlook, and yes, perhaps even preempt, God's blessings. The damage, uh, the damage was that I was not a good example to my daughters and very, annoy very annoying to my wife as well. I cannot quite explain how sharing our weaknesses in our small groups at CR brings about change and healing. We come not to blame others for our problems, but to work on ourselves the healthy way, God's way and with God's help. I don't know where my critical spirit came from. It concerned me a bit that I needed to figure out the why in order to change. But I learned with the weekly accountability here, coming every week, I could, I could, um, I could zip it there. I could zip it and learn to do that. Uh, something called self-control. I think I believe that's in the Bible somewhere. Part of me thought, I'm just going to be holding it all in, but I found to the contrary, by practicing that obedience, I was letting, go, letting it go. I still have things of that critical spirit I haven't let go, uh, and recovery is not a get better quick fix. You are never do done because God is, in, is never done with us. We are on a journey and with perseverance getting better one day at a time. Very importantly, as we progress and celebrate recovery, we keep coming back to share our healing experiences with others. That's all part of God's way. I know some people might hear my problem and say it's sort of trivial compared to chemical dependency, sexual addictions, depression, anxiety, codependency, the bigger hurts and habits and hangups. And I couldn't agree more, but that's the beautiful thing about CR. There's a place for everyone, no matter what your problem is. You're not alone. Most people do not think CR is for them until they come. And lastly, I think this scripture applies so well to, to celebrate recovery. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians, but he, speaking of Jesus, said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Then listen to this. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's what we do in CR. We boast about our weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on us. And we boast about our Savior that scripture connection was one of our just recent lessons in, in Celebrate Recovery. CR changes lives because Jesus Christ is the center of it. We can say, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Thank you. I really don't know what's left to be said, but I'm going to let our CR director, Wayne Phelps, say it.
I'm a grateful believer in Jesus who has helped me overcome an addiction to alcohol and all that other stuff that these guys talked about. My name's Wayne. What a great group of uh, testimonies, and, and uh, uh, I, I thank you guys. <laughs> CR, at CR, we celebrate our recoveries. So we are... Together, we help each other overcome the stuff that Satan and the world throw at us. At Celebrate Recovery, miracles take place right before your eyes. People who feel helpless and lost hope begin to find restoration and peace. We once, uh, uh, where we once thought we would understand, and uh, in, in that uh, we, excuse me, where we once thought no one would understand, we are all alone. We find others who have overcome the very same struggles that we are dealing with. Celebrate Recovery is not about sick people. It's about broken people, and you will see how God is using CR to transform lives. It's not about being a victim, but about being victorious. It's not, a, it's, it's a, not about good intentions. It's about restoration. There are two kinds of people, those who know they need recovery and are doing something about it, and those who don't know or aren't doing something about it, where do you stand? If you don't think you have hurts, habits, or hang-ups, don't worry, come to Celebrate Recovery and we'll find one for you. <laughs> and if you find after that that you don't like it, we'll gladly return your misery. We know we're not perfect and we don't judge others. It's not a therapy or a quick fix. Celebrate Recovery is a safe place and confidentiality is highly regarded. It's a refuge, a place to make new friends and develop healthy relationships. Here we take off our masks, find growth, and become strong again. We do not dwell on the past. We don't forget it either. We use it to understand how we got to where we are then we use that knowledge as a turning point to make healthier choices. Celebrate Recovery is a Christ-centered program that helps people deal with life's issues. We do this by using the 12 steps of recovery and their biblical foundation. Many of you are familiar with the secular 12-step programs that are out there. They are wonderful and we support them. Most do not know that those 12 steps came right out of the Bible. We also incorporate the eight uh, recovery principles based on the Beatitudes that we find in the Sermon on the Mount. We train people. Some of the training includes various leadership roles, how to write your testimony, facilitating gender and issue-specific small groups, uh, we, and, and they are gender-specific and issue-specific, <clears throat> uh, facilitating step studies, and much more. Our small groups include, for women, anxiety and depression, chemical addiction, which is drugs and alcohol, food issues, and a group, uh, an A to Z group, which covers all the other stuff. Abusive relationships needs a facilitator, and so we've uh, canceled that at this time. For men, we have chemical addiction, sexual integrity, and in in an A to Z group. We would like to start a welcome home group for veterans, uh, those uh, uh, suffering from uh, the, the things that veterans suffer with. But we need participants. And uh, we'll also develop groups if we have a group of people who, who come in with, uh, with other issues. Uh, we'll, we'll start another uh, small group for that. Today you've heard some, some, uh, from some of our members. Hopefully you've gained insight about how diverse the CR program is we are not those people over there. We are you. And like it or not, you are us. We have many service opportunities available. The worship team, facilitators, greeters. None of this is difficult, and we will train you. Children, uh, child care and celebration place needs helpers. The landing hasn't attracted uh, very many teenagers yet. And we are in danger of losing these vital ministries. We're the only Celebrate Recovery in the area that offers uh, the, the full program. And, and you, you heard Steve uh, uh, talk about uh, uh, Jesus uh, in, uh, in Mark. It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. 
I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. If you want to work with Jesus, join us sinners at Monday night and Monday evenings and come to his hospital, celebrate recovery. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. And thank you, Pastor Steve. This, uh, and I'd like to make one announcement here. The CR leadership meeting is in room 227 today uh, at 1230. So we are CR. Thank you. Would you stand together with me? Hopefully uh, this morning you've got a sense of what God is doing and what God can do in your life. Uh, we want this to be an encouragement. Uh, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Testimonies can be powerful, right? And they were powerful here today. So go as we worship together and go into the week serving Him. And maybe you want to come back tomorrow. Keep coming back. Monday night, 6.30. Each Celebrate Recovery, the large session ends with a prayer together. A prayer you've probably heard of before, the serenity prayer. It's going to be up on the screen. Let's, let's say this together as our dismissal this morning. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. You're dismissed. Go celebrate.